Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Talking about faith sees God in the middle of whatever manifestation that you are believing Him for. Faith is knowing God is there, knowing God is active, God is fulfilling his word, God is doing his part. So faith is always confident, and faith is always full of joy. Faith is seeing God in the midst of whatever you are dealing with. Faith will not allow you to count God absent from your daily life. Faith will not allow you to count God absent in the middle of a bad doctor's report. Uh, Faith will not allow you to count God absent in the middle of a family trial, a relationship trial, a financial trial. It will not allow you to see God as absent. Faith causes you to see God present in your very situation. Faith sees God. And the reason why it does that is because faith is a a sense of knowing and seeing and being in the realm of the spirit because God is a spirit amen he's not detectable with the natural eye and a lot of people have struggled with his presence because he's not detectable with the natural eye God is detectable by faith I'll say that again God is detectable by faith he's not detectable with your natural eye God is not detectable with your feelings. And sometimes you can feel the presence of God. I mean, I'm going to tell you that now, it can go into that realm, but it has to go in the faith realm first. A lot of people uh, don't believe in the presence of God because they don't feel something. Now, and I listen to Martin Luther King, he said religion, when it's pra- true religion, does involve emotion. You can be joyful and you can express that in emotion. You can be, you can be, exuberant you can be happy and all those include your emotions but if you try to use your emotions and your feelings to determine if God is there you'll get deceived faith is seeing God because faith is a we can almost call it I heard Fred Price say this one time it's a sixth sense faith is a spiritual ability to help you see what the natural eye can't see Amen. That is what it's designed to do. It's caught. Faith is my ability to touch, smell, and feel, hear the unseen realm. Amen. There are times when, when God spoke, but the, the person that heard it thought they were hearing something audible, but the people around them didn't hear anything. Why? Because that person was being ministered to by the faith of God, and the other person was still feeling and sensing only what is natural. God created us not just to sense what's natural, but to sense what's supernatural. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's how you created. You created to sense what is supernatural more than you created to sense what is natural. Amen. So let's take a look at this over here in Hebrews chapter 11. That'll be our, <laughs> that'll be our foundational scripture. Somebody say praise God. Praise God. All right. Look over here in Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, we're going to take a look at this. This is our uh, foundational scripture, Hebrews 11, verse 27. It is said, by faith, 
Noah, when it says he, but talk about Noah forsook Egypt. You know, it takes faith to move away from some things. Amen. Praise God. I mean, praise God, especially when you know it's the plan of God for your life. When you know the plan of God for your life, it will require you to make changes. Amen. Faith, faith, well, God will never leave you in the same place he found you. Faith will always move you. Amen. And he says right here, by faith, uh, he forsook Egypt. Now, how long had they been there? 400 years. 430 years to be exact. That's a long time to be somewhere. And all the years were bad years. Some of the years they prospered and they, they did really well. Uh, the children of Israel did really well in Egypt. And their prosperity made one of the Pharaohs so jealous of the children of Israel, he put them in bondage. Because prosperity makes you strong. Amen. I'm going to tell you that prosperity will make you politically strong. It'll make you physically strong. It'll make you economically strong. Favor will, I mean, it'll make you strong in every realm of your life. And they begin to excel because of the blessing on them. Every child of God ought to be excelling. Come on now. Because the blessing's on us. Amen. And so it says right here, they forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Faith will keep you from being afraid of people. Say amen to that. Afraid of what they're going to do because you go ahead and do what God wants you to do. Amen, right now, amen, people need that. You need to not have fear about obeying God. Amen, but it can't, uh, obeying God can make you unpopular amen. at Thanksgiving. Come on now, <laughs> praise God. It can make you unpopular around people that are going in a different direction than the plan of God. Amen, and so God's plan was the children of Israel. God swore after 430 years, y'all coming up out of there, Amen. And you're going to get paid too. Faith will get you paid. Say amen to that. Amen. amen. Praise God. And so God had promised them they would leave it. And so Moses did not have any, he didn't have an alternative. He didn't have options. Sometimes you don't have an option. You got to obey God right now. Amen. amen. Not tomorrow, not in a minute. You got to do what he said right now. And God promised them after 430 years, y'all coming out. How many people know the day they came out? It came out on day 430. At the middle of the night, they left on the very last night in order for God to keep his word. The Bible said they went out of there. And you have, when it comes to the plan of God, you have to pursue it by faith. The only reason why you do it is because God wants you to do it. The only reason why you do it is because it's written to do it. Amen. You have to do what God says. Faith is tied to obedience. Amen. Faith is tied to you. Don't have, it's no such thing I believe God and I disobey God. It's no such thing as I got faith but I dishonor him. It's no such thing. They are triplets. Obedience, amen, honor, amen, and faith are triplets. And there's two other triplets. They're the anti-triplets. Disobedience, disbelief, and dishonor triplets too. Amen. Praise God. The three are always together. Amen. You have to remember that. So faith stays with the plan of God. And then we're going to see right here, faith sees God. And the Bible said, for he endured, amen, as seeing him who is invisible. And that jumped out at me. It causes me to say that faith sees what can't be seen with the natural eye. Amen. amen. He endured as seeing him who is invisible. And a lot of people go through trials in life because and, and, and everybody goes through trials in life. But a lot of people have difficult times in trial because they can't see God. Yeah. 
in the midst of their trial. But faith caused him, the Bible said he endured because he was dealing with the word of God. He was dealing with the plan of God. God infused it in him. Amen. God infused the plan in him. And so it's not enough just to have his word, but you got to let his word be infused in him, in, in me. Then the revelation comes. Moses stayed in the presence of God so that he could not just, so that he could not just exist by trying to obey the word. He stayed in the presence of God till he could see what God was saying. Or oh, we call that a revelation. Amen. When, when, when your faith becomes so genuine, it produces a revelation where you begin to see what God sees. Amen, praise God. You begin to see beyond the doctor's report. You begin to see beyond the financial report. You begin to see what he sees about your future and about your destiny. And that is the power of faith. It allows you to see your answer and it allows you to see God. Amen. So uh, you do what James, the book of James said, you count it all joy in the middle of the trial, knowing this, that the trial of my faith, amen, praise God, worketh patience, but let patience have his perfect work so that you may be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Amen, praise God. When it's all over with, I'm going to be loaded, I'm going to be filled, I'm going to be full, amen. But I don't wait till I get the manifestation. I'm counting it joy, amen, because faith is allowing me to see it right now. Come on now. This is where God wanted us to live. Yes, your answer is coming, praise God. But let the word of God work in you so deeply that you get a revelation that you start seeing your way out before you get out. That's what faith allows you to do. It's the value in God. We talked about it. It's, it's high in God's honor system. He said, I count faith more valuable than gold purified in a fire. Amen. Most people walk around with, you know, 14 karat gold or a high number of gold. That's not pure gold. Amen. It means there's other metals in it. Sometimes other metals have to be in it for a reason to make you, to give it the strength. Amen. But God is talking about, I'm saying faith is more valuable than pure gold. Amen. So God's value system is different than men. Amen, praise God. But he said, but see, but we got to change our ways and, and so, amen, and change our thoughts because he said they are high, his are higher than ours. Amen. So our value system has got to come up with his. Amen. He said, seek the kingdom first and everything will be added to you. Amen, praise God. And anytime I try to put addition myself over the word of God or over the kingdom, I'm saying I'm seeing something different than God. Anytime I'm moving to the natural things more than I'm moving to supernatural things, I don't have his same value system. But we came here to change tonight, didn't we? Amen. I came for another level, amen. I, I'm going. I hope you go along with me because I don't preach messages. I'm talking to me. You just benefiting from it. Amen. Praise God. Because I'm on a road. I'm going somewhere. Praise God. And I pray that you go with me. Come on now, we're after what we haven't seen before. We're after what we haven't heard before. We're after what has never entered into our heart before. I'm going to go to that scripture next, amen. But the Holy Ghost is here to cause you to see it before you get it. <laughs> Come on now. It's got to be, you know, you got your healing before the doctor tell you. You're supposed to be going there and telling him, I know it. I just wanted you to catch up. I, I came so you could update your records. <laughs> I didn't come here to find out if I was here. I came here for you to update your records. 
to, to, to my manifestation. Amen. When somebody tells me that, I know they're in trouble. Because they're waiting. Well, I'm going to go to the doctor and find out from here. You just told me you need what he's saying before you feel better instead of what God said. The word of, the word of God's got to be your final authority. Not what somebody else is telling you. And thank God for the medical profession because we need them while we're developing our faith. Amen. Praise God. And so he says here, Moses endured as seeing him who is invisible, which means he was functioning just like God is sitting next to you. He can see it because his faith is allowing him to see it. Now, let's look over here in 1 Corinthians is where I want to go. 1 Corinthians. Faith is the ability to endure. Through a trial. Let's look over here at 1 Corinthians. Let's take a look at that. Because we're talking about seeing the answer, seeing God before it actually comes. Jesus told us he would show us things to come. That the Holy Spirit was going to come. His job is to show you the outcome before the outcome gets there. That's his job is to show you the outcome. Amen. But see, that's the spiritual ability. What the enemy wants us to do, he don't care about you going to church, but he wants you to be a natural churchgoer. Amen. He don't, he don't care about you going. It ain't about going. It's about, it's about getting revelation. It's about seeing what God sees. And that's spiritual ability. And that's what faith is. And that's what faith is. Look over here. In, um, and this is, this is how this thing works. First, let me give you the steps of faith or the steps to a man, faith manifestations. Number one, you got to be presented with the word. Let me give you some more. There are no manifestations without hearing the word. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. How does faith come? It comes by hearing. So that's in Romans chapter 10, around verse 17. So faith comes by hearing the word. It don't come by having heard. So when someone's up ministering, all this is is the presentation. And you do well to take notes because you remember 10% of what you just hear. Come on now. You remember 10% of what you hear. And the Bible said that Satan comes immediately after that 10%. <laughs> I'm telling you what the Bible said. I ain't making nothing up here. Amen. Don't ever get mad at me because I'm preaching out of the Bible. You got a problem with Jesus. <laughs> Don't ever get mad at me for preaching the word. I didn't like that. You're just talking to God. I'm just reading the newspaper to you. I'm just reading the newspaper to you called the Gospel Gazette or whatever you want to call it. Amen, right? <laughs> So the first step is presentation. You got to be here, here, here and you got to keep hearing what's been presented to you. And say so you remember 10% of what you just hear. You remember 50% of what you hear and you quote. And you remember 90% of what you speak, hear, and write down. And then you got the Holy Spirit ready to bring back everything. Come on, now Jesus wants you to have a 100% retention. <laughs> and comprehension, amen. I'm going to bring back everything that I said to you. Has anything ever come back to you? And God, you'll be somewhere and the word will come back to you. Amen, that's the Holy Ghost working in you. When there's a, there's, a, there's a problem on the table, but the Holy Ghost brings a solution up because of something you put inside you and lets you know that God is working in your life. You're supposed to be, we're supposed to be living with the answers, amen. 
We're supposed to be living with the answer. So let's look down here what it says right here. Uh, let me finish this. When you get presentation, then you got to go to meditation. You got to start saying what you heard. You got to start muttering as you study it and meditate it. Meditation means to mutter. The Bible tells us we ought to have meditation of the word. Amen. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Amen. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And he had no sin, but he bore our sin in his own body. And now we live unto righteousness and with his stripes. You, got to, you, you, you just have to meditate on that it's past tense. You just have to meditate on the fact that it's past tense. Your healing ain't coming. See, when you say it's coming, then you, that, the word of God didn't say it was coming. The word of God says you already healed. Well, there's two, there's, then there's two conditions. I can be, it's two conditions, before manifestation and after manifestation. Amen. But the word of God is requiring me to believe the after manifestation. Amen. It's requiring me to believe it before I see it. Faith is believing it before you see it. And we'll look at Hebrews 11.1 1 again tonight. We get a chance. So it says right here, through med after meditation, then comes revelation or what we call seeing it. Now I got it. Now I got it. And I meditated long enough, then I got it. There's some things you will have to meditate in this. Really, real, what I've noticed over the years of ministry, real heavy attacks typically require all day, all day meditation. Amen. Amen. It requires you to clear the slate. Now, if you got something serious happening in your body, you would clear the slate to go see the doctor. You, you take off from work. Yes, you would. You take, yes, you would. You sit in the waiting room as long as they told you to sit there. You'd come back in, do all the examinations and let them scan you. You'd get on the table and let them zip you through and roll you back through. You'd let them take pictures of you and all that. And you'd come back on the day they told you to come back. You'd clear the day. Yes, you would. If it's serious enough, you will clear the day. And it's this life, there are things that get serious enough. That you have to clear the day for God. Amen. When Jesus was picking his staff, the Bible said he prayed all night. Still picked the devil, but anyway, the Bible said he was going to pick one anyway. Amen. He still, but he prayed all night. He had to pick the leaders for the church. They were going to give us the Bible that we have today. It was important to get that right. Amen. Some things take all day meditation so that I can get the revelation that this is going to be all right. Now, once you get the revelation, it's going to be all right. You start saying, we got this. Now, now comes the declaration. Come on now. Yeah, you go from presentation to, you know, meditation to revelation to declaration. I'm, I'm healed. Amen. Praise God. And you got to stay in that mode all the way. Sometimes you can't. There's times I just, there's times I had to lock in so tight. 
that we have no grounds to move anything. If you don't think God will require that of you, you ain't read the Bible real close. If you waver, James chapter 1 says if you waver, you oscillate on him, you believe, and then you stop believing, you believe. Believing is a lifestyle where you don't stop being this because this is who you are. Faith is being who God made you, and you can't oscillate on your makeup and what he made you. Amen. Praise God. He made you the head and not the tail. You can't be feeling like you, you've been wagged today. You got to do something about your feelings. You got to do something about your feelings. You got to do something about symptoms in your body. You got to do something about pain in your body. You got to stop and start saying some things. Why? You're transacting with God. And God only transacts with faith. He don't transact because you're crying. He don't transact. Because if crime was going to get it, Lord, how holy shit, there ought to be some, there's some, be some rich people out here, blessed people. They, you done cried enough. <laughs> all you're you going to do is mess with your nerves. That's all you're going to do. All you're going to do is rally your nerves. Tears ain't never helped nobody. And, and, and pity, no. Jesus already, he already pitied us. That's why he went to the cross. Amen. Praise God. Now he's made us kings and priests unto the most high God. He's made us more than conquerors. We always triumph through him. Amen. And you have the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever you say, that's the way it is. But before you can declare it, you got to have meditation. You got to have presentation. Amen. You got to get to the point of revelation before you can declare. Revelation is when you see it. Moses got to a place of revelation. He could see God. Paul could see God in the midst of a storm. He said, the Lord stood by me last night. Well, did nobody see that? <laughs> did nobody see that? The Lord stood by me. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will be with you to the end of the world. So if Jesus is there, why am I feeling like this? Because, because I've not tapped into the faith that is going to take me to get in the supernatural and see victory over this thing. Faith will take you into the unseen realm. That's what it's designed to do. The Bible said we have the spirit of faith. That my spirit, my recreated spirit is the spirit of faith. It's a champion. Nothing is impossible to it. That's why he said I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I'm not, the Bible said to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Book of Mark said, and the Lord went with him, confirming the word. He's going to keep his word. Most people don't feel like he's with him, no. So I got I to practice. I got to get to the point I'm practicing. I'm taking the presentation, and then I'm going into meditation. I'm not by myself today. The angels of the Lord encamp around about me. Amen. You got to get up every day. I get up and say over you every day, you are delivered from every evil work. I don't know what the devil playing today. Amen. You're delivered from every evil work. Amen. And you're kept by the power of God. There's a power keeping you. You hooked up to God's. Amen. What's that thing you want? You're breathing on respirator. You kept by the power of God. You're on God's respirator system. It's keeping you. It's strengthening you. It's renewing you every day. Why? Because you're saying it. Amen. And it's in the word of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
I say you delivered from every evil work, and I say you kept by God's power. And every time it's said, something happens in the realm of the spirit. Amen. Praise God. They don't have a choice. Miss Crystal said they have to respond. They really don't want a choice. They know they are ministering spirits. The Bible tells us the angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. And if you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you are an heir of salvation, and he's ready to save you to the uttermost. Your planes are going to stay in the sky. The other cars around you are going to stay in the lane they're supposed to be in. Amen. Praise God. Because I'm kept. <laughs> I don't know who is. Somebody got in a wreck here a while back, and they walked away from the car, and the, and the uh, and, the, and the, the insurance adjuster looked at the car and said, you got out of that without a stretch? Because I'm kept. I'm preserved. If you, a, you know, they used to call them preserves. They put fruit in a jar, and you, and you could come back and eat it later. I was just said, uh-huh. See, y'all know about that preservation. But you are preserved too. Amen. You are kept. You are in Christ. You ain't on the outside of him. You are in him. Amen. Praise God. You are the mighty body of Christ and you are being preserved. Amen. God ain't preserving the head better than the body. Amen. You normally dress equally. You don't fix your hair up and then just let the body go. Normally, most of y'all, I see y'all, y'all working on the shoes too. <laughs> normally, normally people come around here working not on the head, just the shoes too. They're working on the whole thing. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Where God's keeping us. Amen. Then once you get to declaration, you get to manifestation. If you go through these steps, it's coming to pass. It shall come to pass. It'll come to pass. It'll manifest. In the book of Mark, around chapter 4, it says, the kingdom of God is like a man put a seed in the ground, and then first comes up the corn, first comes up the blade, then the ear, then the mature grain. But while he's waiting on his manifestation, the Bible said, he rises day and night. Amen. That's what the Bible's telling you. Jesus said, my dad is always working. Amen. Praise God. If I'm believing, then it's always working. Amen. And I don't need to see nothing. Amen. I just know it's working. The Bible said my job is to rise in the morning, go to bed at night. Then he giveth his beloved rest. Amen. Ain't wringing my hands over nothing. You know you born again. You know you saved when you sleeping in the midst of trouble. When you casting all your care upon the Lord because he cared for you and you going to sleep at night. That's the time of your regeneration. That's the time your cells are being regenerated. And the Bible said he visits us in the night season and he gives us rest. You're going to be going to sleep at night, not popping up, amen, because that means the enemy is trying to take your rest from you. He leadeth me in the green pastures. Amen, some of y'all have needed that because I wouldn't have said it. Some of you are getting enough sleep at night. Amen. Just go home and read Leviticus. You're going to go sound, start in Leviticus chapter 1 and just start reading. You're going to go sound to sleep, trust me. 
You're going to go right to sleep. If you have a problem with that, you don't need to cast the devil out. Just read Leviticus. You're going to wear him out reading it too. All right. So we talk about revelation. Revelation is when you see it, then you make the declaration and it comes to pass. So look over here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's take a look at this. And it says right here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. Well, man. And 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. But I want to back up here to verse 4. I want to back up here to verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 4. Paul said, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and power. Yeah. Notice there's supposed to be a demonstration. Yeah. It ain't supposed to just be preaching no. and saying it. That's not what we talk about here. No. Because if my life is, is being attacked by the spirit realm, then there's got to be a power to deal with that realm. There's got to be a power to deal with that realm. So God has given us authority, dominion, and power in the supernatural realm. Because if a doctor ever tell you, I've done everything I can do, then what they're saying is, we just use this realm. We just use the natural realm to try to resolve your problem. And a lot of times they can't help. But there are times, and I've seen it, where people are told it's inoperable, it's incurable. But they're only talking about this realm. Jesus had to come because he didn't just want to limit us to solutions in one realm. Amen. But the church has to press into the supernatural realm. It, you don't get in it by casual Christianity. Amen. Amen. You're going to have to meditate on this word day and night. Amen. 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 You're going to have to hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God. Amen. Praise God. This is, this is, this is a lifestyle. This ain't, this ain't like, this is not the theater where you walk in the movies and you, you whatever, and then that's over with. That's entertainment. And a lot of times church has been entertainment. I ain't trying to do that. You're going to have to get in this word tonight. You're going to have to get in this word tomorrow. Amen. So that you can have hope an expectation regardless of what somebody tells you. Amen. Amen. He says right here, you're going to get into this demonstration of power. That your faith, that's what we're talking about, should not stand in the natural wisdom, I can say, of men. People looking at you. When you going to get married? That ain't none of your business. You're going to be too old to have kids after a while. Not why I got a Bible said a 90-year-old woman had a baby. Amen. 
Amen. And God is not a respecter of person. Come on, that's right. Amen. No, 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 no. You got to know something about him. When you see him doing something for somebody else, you ought to give God some praise. Because he is not a respecter of person. He's a respecter of faith. And if you believe him, the, you know, Sarah didn't get the baby because God just finally got tired of looking at him. <laughs> God said, Chanel, I better do something. <laughs> no. The Bible says she judged God as faithful. It took her 90 to get there. You got to understand, God's honor system is faith. You got to believe it. You got to come to church by faith. You got to believe I'm getting something. You got, you, you got to come to church by faith. You got to come because the Bible told you to come. And faith is being in line with the word of God. <laughs> yes, it is. It takes faith to come to church. You got to overcome your feelings sometimes. You got to overcome what everybody else said. It don't take all of that. Yes, it does. It take all that to be an unbeliever. Uh -huh. <laughs> it take a lot to disbelieve God. You got to have some people tell you that God don't do that anymore. He stopped doing that a long time ago. The Holy Ghost been gone. I don't know why you try to pray and talk. Holy Ghost been out of here with the last apostles. <laughs> you got to help. You got to get somebody to help you go into unbelief. And you got to hear them. And you got to meditate on what they're saying. And then you got to start saying it yourself. And that's your, and that's your manifestation. It takes the same amount of time to get in unbelief as to get in faith. They're equal. It takes the same amount of time to be a disbeliever as it takes to be a believer. It, that's, that's your, <laughs> I said it Sunday. The church is working on a low level of the word. Sunday morning, and then 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 the, then the whole bunch cut out on Sunday on Wednesday night. Lord Jesus, don't call a prayer meeting unless you want to be disappointed. No, I'm not disappointed because God is here. And I don't preach messages; I'm preaching to myself, so I can believe what He wants. <laughs> so I can believe what He wants. Takes the same amount of time. They're equal. And the reason why there's so much unbelief because the church is committed to two days of the word Amen. and five away from the word. Right. So you got you to get in it. The Bible says you got to meditate on the word day and night. Amen. He said the man is going to be blessed. That's what, that's what Psalms 1 says. He'll meditate. This is the this, blessed is this man. In his law, do he meditate day and night? You ain't got it. Meditation. See, meditation ain't ain't just typical Bible reading. Meditation are the things you want manifestation. I'm gonna say that again. Meditation are for things. You want manifestation and demonstration with the power of God. That's what you look at something you want changed. And then you find in the word where God promised to change it. 
Amen. So it didn't matter if it was if, if she was 90. God had already told him he's going to give him a baby. They were, faith is based on what God said. I find out what he said. I remember we was believing for our son. You believe for his son? Yes. You need to have faith when you're having a baby. Because the Bible says you need to believe for the woman to be saved in childbearing. Amen. And some of these people have put out big head rascals and things like that. And it took a while to push them things out like that. You're pushing out big head kids. You got to be saved from that. Anytime somebody hollering at you, push! <laughs> you need to be saved. And God said he'll save you in childbearing. He'll cause the child to stay in the womb the whole time. We've had people that had problems, women that had problems with that, and had to take authority over that. You had to take authority over that. I remember when um, Dr. Jacobs was here and, and Sister Victoria, she said, I want Dr. Jacobs to pray for me. Will you and Dr. Jacobs pray for me? Well, the baby came so fast that Wallis had to deliver the baby. <laughs> Everything was done. They was all sitting there with the baby and everything when the doctors and everything showed up. Why? Because she believed God to help her, so she got it supernatural. Say amen to that. But she decided to put faith on that. If you're going to change your money next year, and you're hoping your supervisor <laughs> will do something nice for you, you ain't even in the clique. Well, the Bible said promotion don't come from men. They don't come from the east or the west or the north or the south. It comes from above. God is your promoter. You're supposed to be writing down what you need to fund your, the vision of your home. Amen. What you need to fund the vision of your home. And then you need to meditate on that. Day and night. You meditate on things you want manifestation on. You can gen have general Bible reading. I meditate on what I want to manifest. We start believing God for this building. There was no land. We had to believe to sell it when real estate prices were low. And they wanted to cut the price a third. I said, I'm not doing that. You telling me I got to do that. But I know that's just you. You're just a person talking. And God told me, he said, don't even hire him. You won't need a realtor on this job. God told me to fire you. And I did. He said, sell it yourself. You can't put people on the team that don't believe like you. You're going to figure this out after a while. I got, a, I got an agreement with God. I can do it myself. Yes. And already sold property myself before. We'd already believed God to do that. Then we passed the Cynthia. We'd already done it. So it ain't new. And see, when you start getting faith experience, you become, you become, you become dangerous to the enemy because you know what God can do. You just look at stuff like that. Jesus knew that God was a deliverer, and, and, and this man's son was throwing, the devil was throwing this man's son in the fire and the water. And Jesus didn't get excited. Most people would have took off running. Christians. Throwing the boy in the water, throwing him in the fire. That's somebody's child. 
Jesus said, how long have you been like that? He didn't get alarmed at all. Experience does not get alarmed. It knows exactly what we're getting ready to do. And you can start developing faith experiences. We, we were $300,000 over budget on the first building we built. It was 800 this time. But I got experience from the 300, so I went to sleep on the 800. Amen. Somebody gave us a check right here. Just told us they're going to send us $1,500 right there for the building fund. Somebody wrote a check for 20000 last month. Then it was another 6000 Goodness and mercy shall follow you. Because oh. <laughs> I keep saying it. I keep saying that 2014 problem. People with large sums of money are going to be giving you. People going to be coming again. I just keep saying that. Because that was the plan of God. When you... When you're doing his plan and it requires finances, then they got to come. Because if the finances don't come, you can't do the plan. Faith is always knowing what God wants. Or always knowing the will of God. Ephesians 5.17 says, don't be an eye wise. Understand what God wants. Which means if I spend time with him, I'm going to know what he wants. I know he wants me healed. I know he don't want corona, corona running all through my church either. So that's why I get up and say, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. No plague, none shall come nigh my dwelling. I know he don't want it in my house. No plague shall not come nigh my dwelling. And I ain't worried about you breathing on me either. Stand six. Now, if you're doing that, that's your system right now. I'm doing something different. I don't have to live like everybody. And I'm not. Faith does not live like everybody else. Faith is a select group. Yes, it is, because you read Hebrews chapter 11. It's the hall of fame of faith. Jesus only acknowledged the people that live by faith. And the just shall live by faith. Amen. God prophesied that there would be a people that live this way. Now let me do this. What it says right here. He says, you're, he says we're supposed to be living with demonstration and power. But demonstration is the last state. It's presentation. It's meditation. It's revelation. It's declaration. And then it's demonstration. I have to talk about the services. I have to say the gifts of the Spirit are going to operate in this church. I have to say this house shall be known for healing. I have to say that. Pastor Nancy stood stands in the office of a prophet, and she came and ministered to this church, and she said this house shall be known for healing. Now, she done gave us the will of God. Now, I, she just can't say that, and I don't say nothing else. They don't work like this. When God gives you a word, he just gave you a job. Now you're going to have to meditate it until you get it to demonstration level. You're going to have to revelate it until you get to demonstration level. When God talks to you, you're going to get a job assignment. He said, Moses, come over here and take off your shoes. I'm going to hire you and give you a job. When God talks to you, work is coming. 
why don't he, I want God to talk to me. I want him to visit me. Well, I hope he does. Send you to Timbuktu as a missionary. <laughs> That'll shake up your life, won't it? Watching television and eating three, three day, meals a day and working and wine. That'll shake your life up. He said that your faith, verse 5, should not stand. That means your faith got to have somewhere to stand. You got to have a reason why you believe God. You got to have a reason why you be believe in your prosperity, regardless of your education. You got to have a reason why you believe that. You got to have a reason. If you write a number down, you got to have a reason why you believe. That's coming to pass. And the Bible said when people ask you, you got to be able to articulate why you believe God is your healer in spite of a bad doctor's report. Come on now, you got to step in a realm you don't know about. You got to step somewhere you ain't never stepped before. Come on now. We're moving to, we did 100,000 buildings. We just moved to million dollar buildings. But we're just getting started. See, in my head, we're just getting started. But see, I had to go in the woods and just walk in the woods. Thank you for the land on Dickerson Road. Thank you for selling the building in Madison. Even though people are telling me this and they're telling me all this stuff. I had to keep saying it regardless of what other people were saying. I had a guy call me up. I don't even know how he got my number. You're not going to be able to sell that building. You're going to need all kinds of advertisements. You're going to need all kinds of promotional schemes and things. I said, who is this? I was down in my basement exercise. I don't even know how you got the number. We're not going to do nothing you said. We're going to believe God. We're going to go out there. And he told me, go get a set for sale by, for sale by owner side and set it out there. And the people in the community didn't think I could sell it. That's where he was at. That's how he found out. Then he got my number and called me. And it started messing with my head because I would put it down there on the end, down on the corner of the property where you could hardly see it. <laughs> you know, you try to hide your stuff sometimes. Don't y'all be laughing at me. You go through, you coming through your lunchroom. You know, you know it's lunchtime. You're supposed to be reading your Bible. Why you got it covered up? You got your tray on top of that incognito Christianity. <laughs> sometimes we do things, <laughs> sometimes we do things that way. Anyway, God spoke to me. He said, put that sign up on the hill where everybody can see it. Now see, I didn't know it, but God knew he was going to sell his bed. See, he always is working. People act like God is like these workers in America now, just all of them off of work. I hope they none of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they take it like God is taking uh, what's they call a workman come what that stuff you get what's that thing them uh, unemployment like God getting unemployment checks act <laughs> like God is on unemployment he don't work Jesus said my daddy is working God is working on your promotion right now he's working on your expansion he's working on your next increase he's working on your career He's at work right now because he never stops.
him and cut him up. I ain't going to sit down. Here's what happened. So I moved the sign up. I didn't know it. And the guy came to me years later when they bought the building. This guy came to pull it up right in front of the church when nobody was there. And he was not there to buy a church or look at a church. But he, but he has a desire to worship somewhere. Because he pulled up in front of the building and the church been and looked at it. And it's a nice looking building. He looked at it and he said, God, one day I want to go to church and I want my congregation to worship in that building. Now, nobody know he's out there but God. I don't even know he's out there. But when I put the later on, and this is about two years later, I put the sign out there two years later, his supervisor assigns him to work on the underground utilities right in front of the church again. The same person assigned to the same site right in front of the church, but this time a for sale sign is there. He picks the phone up and calls me, Pastor Rogan. I want my pastor to see this building. I said, well, come on over. And I sat down and talked to the pastor. He was different than all the other pastors came. He had $200,000. Now, why is that important? Because around about 2010, 2009, when that Real estate failure hit. People start getting laid off. They stopped giving to the churches. So the churches, their buildings went into foreclosure. They broke their agreement with the bank. Now I don't care what I got to do. That's why I teach you how to honor God. So I don't care what the economy looks like. You got a covenant with God. You keep your supply. But you dealing with all them churches. Don't teach people how to honor God financially. So they're the ones that get hit. And they let their buildings go back. So what did the banking community do? They said, we're going to start devaluing church property. So when they come in and ask for a loan, it really is supposed to be an 80-20 split. And they still say they're doing 80-20. But what they do is devalue your appraisal. So it really ain't an 80-20 split. It's almost 60-40. It just so happens this church had saved up $200,000. And it was different than all the other pastors that came through. All the rest of them want me to give them their building. Y'all didn't y'all come in here with no faith at all. This building is for a faith man. That's how I got it. That's how the next man is supposed to get it. Y'all, un- y'all don't need nowhere to preach. You think I'm playing. The church you go to can be the different you living and dying. Yeah. And you don't make you you'll find out later on. Yeah. Everybody ain't believing just because they're behind the podium. Right. Amen. They coming in there wanting me. Oh, you know what? It's just, it was pitiful. One of the pastors came with his leaders, and I was teaching them how to honor God. And all the leaders was taking notes. He's sitting there getting mad because they're taking notes. If it wasn't for them, I'd throw you out of the building. You don't, you don't even deserve to be their pastor. Right. 
I'm trying to teach you how to get your own building. And they still running around the city today leasing it and scrapping wherever they can. Everybody don't live by faith. But anyway, this congregation did. They had $200,000. And the pastor came over and looked at the building. He stuck out his hand. He said, Pastor Rogan, don't sell my building. But Dr. DeFrane told me, he said, somebody's coming. That's the last thing he did with me before he went on to heaven. We were selling that building. I said, Dr. DeFrane, would you agree with me to sell this building? And he stood at me and he looked at me. He didn't put his hand out there. Mine was standing out there. You could feel the air conditioner going over the top of my head. And he didn't have no problem leaving me hanging. You know how people get you half fat and say, you know, screw, you know, miss you, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> my hand is out there, and I don't want to pull it back. He's given me a lecture about pastors that he's agreed with. And then he comes back later, and they are not believing for that anymore and didn't have the decency to call him up and call, tell him to pull his faith off of this. Because people use their faith raggedy and disrespectful, yeah. and preachers yeah. do it too. Yeah. He said, don't you leave me hanging. If I, if I agree, if I take your hand tonight, you can never change. Right. But you got to think about how you're going to use your faith. That's why you don't get on Facebook. Y'all pray for me. That tells me something about a person that does that. Because most people on Facebook have no faith. You just look at their post. I'm just talking right now. My hand's still out there. I said, I know covenant. I'll never change. And he grabbed my hand. And he said, somebody is smiling at this building, and this building is smiling at somebody. And that whole congregation came over. I think Rich was there and Brother Jim was there. I said, look at them. They're all smiling at the building, just like we see. <laughs> what you say, what you meditate, what you declare is designed to come to pass. Yeah. You got to take your words seriously when you talk. You should always be talking faith. Amen. Let me finish this as far as I'm going to get to go. He says, down here in verse 9, I don't have time to go through that. He said, but it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared them that love him. Notice God don't have to go get nothing. It's prepared. Now, what would I act like if I could see all my prepared things? How would you act if you could see all your prepared things? Amen. Praise God. You are heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ and the word of God is saying, God has made preparation for your success in life. He's made preparation for you to have the best in life. Amen. Yes, he has. He says right here, now, now faith is the ability to see these things. He says your church is done being on, the, on, on side streets. You're going to put your church on a manger street. And that's where it is. That's where you're going to put it. 
I started, well, it seemed like, man, I was driving up down the road. I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing. I'm driving up and down the road. It seemed like nothing's for sale. And you just go back home with your hands in your pocket. And then I was in California with Dr. Jacobs. See, that's why I'm saying you got to be around people that's going to pull you up. Yeah. Do you have anybody in your life going to pull you up? <laughs> Equals can't do it. No. No. Equals can't pull you. They can pull you to their side. But they can't pull you up. That's right. I, people that can pull you up see more than you see. Yes. People that's going to pull you up see more in you than you see in you. That's right. And trust me, you need them. Amen. You need them in this faith walk. Yes. Because most people will doubt themselves and believe in somebody else. Yes. You need people around you that can pull you up. Yes. So I was out in California. Dr. Jacobs, he said, Keith, your church is on Dickerson Road. He knew enough about Nashville, being around in this city so many years. He said, don't look nowhere else on it. He said, Keith, I don't care if you got to get home and knock on every door on Dickinson Road till somebody sell you some property. <laughs> Go get her done. Yeah. I jumped off that airplane. I got home that Friday night, Saturday morning. I jumped up. I headed down the road. I plan on knocking on doors. <laughs> then I saw this for sale sign. I said, it's on now. And it's connected to 20 acres. Hallelujah. We ain't never got to move again, not like we did last time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We got to buy all that land out there. That's why, he, that's why they said millions on this congregation. Somebody's trying to get something to you, sound like to me. Evidently, it's already prepared. Revelation is what you see. Amen. Had to be. I just confessed myself up here. I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to me. I know what the scripture said. If he wants me there, he says this church is going to be among the largest in this city. I didn't say that. He said that. He said it's going to be a multiracial church, and that's what it is now. They said that. The people that's pulling you up said that. I wasn't even in the meeting. I don't even meet Dr. Frank picked us up in his spirit. He said, no, he said, I'm not talking about no pastors here. He said, I'm talking about the one down there in Nashville. Him, call him and tell him that. Even Pastor Diana remembered it before she went on home to be in glory. Candace was praying for me the other night. I just went into tears. How does God put somebody in your life that believe in your vision? How does God put people over you that believe in you and pull you up? Because you ain't going without it. You better check your group out. And then you need to honor them while they're here. Because when they're gone, their voice is gone. And now you're going to start making your own footsteps. But if you've been a good student, you're going to be pulling other people up. Get ready to get pulled up. Hallelujah. In the occupations you not qualified for. Already happened to her. It, praise God. He's the same yesterday and forever. Get ready for break financial breakthroughs. 
get ready to go to millionaire status up in this church because God is having a revival, praise God. And it's all coming to pass. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because God said it and I believe it. Been different if I said it by myself. And he had to keep saying it over and over and over and over and over again to me till I finally believed it. You, sometimes you got to keep. That's why it took Abraham 25 years. Something's wrong with my wife's body. She's struggling to believe. Something's wrong with her body. She's struggling to believe. I got to think about what's happening to her. Then the Bible said he got to the place, now his body ain't working. God says her body not working and yours working and yours not working means absolutely to nothing to me. I am a God that honors faith. I count it more valuable than gold tried in a fire. I dare you to bring me nothing but faith, nothing but the word of God, trusting nothing but in me, trusting nothing but in my power. I want your faith standing in my power to make everything I plan. 